0: Hello and welcome to A Mighty Practice, a podcast about how to identify and overcome your creative roadblocks. I'm your host, artist and coach, Christine Garvey. In each episode, I'll share challenges I've encountered in my own creative practice over the last 15 years and techniques I've developed to work through them. If you're feeling blocked, frustrated, or overwhelmed in your creative work and you don't know where to go, you are not alone, my friends, and you're in the right place. Hello, my gorgeous artists. How are you? Welcome. It's Friday. That means it's time for a creative pep talk with your good friend Christine. Welcome to a Mighty Practice if you are just joining us here for the first time. Um things that are going on for me right now. I am back in the studio after a little hiatus, which I think was much needed and I'm in that stage of, of my creative work where I'm, where it feels like I'm pulling teeth, you know what I mean? Where it's like so hard to get back in the groove and every, every little mark you make on a piece of paper is like, it's just like painful, that's where I am at. And I'm beginning kind of a new series based on some things I've been thinking about. And I have been thinking a lot about this concept of play which I talk a lot about in the school. I talk a lot about with my coaching groups and I have spoken a fair bit about here on the podcast, but I thought that I would kind of um, lay out like a very key concept that I teach around play because I have been thinking about it in my own work and I have seen my coaching program group think about it in their work and how it's helped them. So I thought that I would do a deep dive into this concept of the play strategy today. Ooh, are you ready? Okay, so what we're gonna talk about today are a few different things. We're gonna talk about the play stage of the creative process, which you have heard me talk about, right? So everything I talk about uh, relates to the five stages of the creative process that I teach. Clear, play, fuel, generate, and reflect. So today we're gonna focus on play, but we're gonna think about a few different things. One is why do we not spend a lot of time at the play stage? What is the play stage? Why is it hard to play in our creative work, to experiment, to have fun, right? To get in touch with our childhood creative self. Uh, Why is it hard? What is the play stage and why is it important to play? And then what is this idea of the play strategy? So I'm gonna explain what that concept is and I'm gonna give you some steps to figuring out what it is for you, okay? So I'll give you an exercise as a takeaway. Um, but first, let's talk about play. So when I say this word play in the creative process, a lot of people really don't like the way that that word sounds because it sounds silly, it sounds frivolous, it sounds pointless. And it's a very uncomfortable stage of the creative process for people because when people want, specifically the people that I work with in my programs, they they come into the program and they say, all right, I'm here to do serious business. I want to make work and I want to make it now and I want it to be good, right? So I can... uh, do do the serious thing of being an artist and generally if that is how you start your creative work right with that energy with that set of expectations it is very very difficult to grow it's very difficult to experiment and to expand what you expect of yourself right to develop your voice essentially right because we have all of these expectations and they tie us up and it makes it difficult for us to express things That is why we have the play stage of the creative process. The play stage is about making something without an interest in the end result, right? Where you are making something and you're allowing it to be whatever it is and you are not evaluating the end result. You are just testing, experimenting, learning, right? Expressing, playing effectively. You are letting your brain wander and not be forced to come up with a solution and then evaluate that solution. So this play is about being in a state of open mode, as John Cleese calls it, I've talked about that here too, and just allowing for many different possible iterations of an idea, right, saying yes to things, trying to let your voice come out. And this can be really difficult for people because this idea of like being free, exploring, experimenting is very overwhelming because it doesn't have any constraints around it. So often when people sit down to work because there are so many possibilities they don't know where to begin and they get kind of anxious with that blank page of the paper and it's very difficult to even put a mark down and know what you want to say so this is where i have this concept of the play strategy that i find is really really helpful for people now what is the play strategy the play strategy is based on this idea that you have a specific creative DNA that everyone was born with like a very specific way that they like to express ideas in the world, that there is a way that expressing ideas came naturally to you, which is so cool to think about. And if you look back on your creative self, like not just who you are right now, but if you look back on yourself as, you know, a teenager or 20 something, or as a child, you will see that you have always had these creative tendencies of ways that you've liked to explore ideas and express ideas. And this is the play Strategy. The play strategy is how you specifically like to explore a new idea, your tendency to start when you're starting something. So what's really important about the play strategy is that it, it is a way, it's your starting point. It's your anchor. It's when you get confused, when overwhelmed, lost in your creative work, you say, hey, I know a method of how to begin. And here is how I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back to that strategy and I'm going to start again when I feel stressed out and overwhelmed. That's your straight play strategy. It's your anchor. It's your creative anchor in your practice. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples of people that I have worked with and some of their play strategies. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you my play strategies. And then I'm going to give you some ways for you to think about what your play strategies might be, right? Because you might have more than one and you might use them at different times in your creative practice based on what you have going on and based on your interests. Okay, so some play strategy examples. Maybe you are a collager. You like to collect materials and cut them up and recombine them. Maybe you are a collaborator. Maybe you're somebody who really likes to be in conversation with new people and that's how new ideas emerge. Maybe you are a confessor, somebody who likes to tell a shameful story or or a secret that is, you know, you would normally keep private and it's really helpful for you to play that way, right? To confess something personal that you wouldn't otherwise share. Maybe you are an organizer. You're somebody that likes to take really complex systems, complex, seemingly disparate information and organize them, right, and make sense out of them, build a system. That could be your play strategy. Maybe you are a recorder. Maybe you like to observe what's in front of you and record it from observation or res- observe the, the people and, and uh, circumstances around you and record it in a story. Okay. Maybe you are a mover. Maybe you like to express yourself through, you know, the motion of your body. This is, these are dancers, right? Maybe you are an imitator. You are somebody who copies, right? Actors like to imitate or artists, you know, might like to imitate or mimic the work of somebody else and put it in their own language, right? So these are all different Strategies that people use, and they're all based on people that I have worked with and things that they have gravitated towards, right? The way that they naturally like to start a project. So, what is so important about investing in this stage, and I really want to encourage you that if you want to develop your voice. If you are somebody who's like I really want to make the work that I want to make, I want to make the unique work that is supposed to come out of me, you have to invest in the play stage because that is all about the internal inquiry of figuring out how do I like to make marks? What do I want to do? Right? What comes natural to me? So the more time you spend at this stage and you do not critique your work prematurely, the easier it will be to let the work flow through you, right? And you'll get more in touch with the ideas that are important to you. Okay? So How do we figure this out? We know that play is important, but we how do we figure out how you like to naturally play? And you're gonna do that through two steps. The first step is to think about how did you like to play as a kid? This is really key. So if you were to go back to your second grade self. Second grade is important because I think that's where, you know, you start to have like some type of uh, independence and preferences. And, you know, I, I just think it's an easy age to get in touch with. So if you go to your second grade self, what was an activity that you really loved to do? And I want you to be incredibly specific when you think about this, because if you say, oh, I like to build pillow forts. That's great. A lot of us like to build pillow forts. Why did you like to build pillow forts? What was satisfying creatively for you about that exercise? Okay, you want to tap into the creative satisfaction of the exercise. Was it because of the materials you were working with? Was it because you were working with certain people? Was it the environment, right? What made it creatively satisfying. So do that first. When I first did this exercise, I always give this example, you know, I am somebody who draws, I would describe myself as an image maker. And when I first did this exercise, I did not feel like it was easy to tap into the drawing and, and the, the creative, um, or sorry, the, the childhood activity that came up for me was collecting shells on the beach. I loved this. I just thought it was so fun. It was easy for, I was by myself and I could pick up these beautiful things that I found on the beach and they were like little surprises. And then I would take those things home and I would organize them on my dresser, right? And that was like something I love to do. Well, what I found in that activity was that I really loved to collage, right? I like to collect things and I liked to, um, you know, make something new out of them. And if I looked back on my creative life through that lens of the play strategy, what I found was that again and again, I was using a collage method and I didn't even realize it, which was amazing. Right, so when I articulated that method, that strategy, and I was able to claim it, then starting work on my own became a lot easier because I knew how I naturally liked to play. You with me? Okay, so that's step one. How did you like to play as a kid? Go back to your second grade self, name an activity, be specific about why it was creatively satisfying. Where did the creative satisfaction live? All right. Now, step two, the second part of this is a little bit about looking outward. So we looked inward and now we have to look outward. There are artists that you are looking at right now in your creative life that are telling you information about how you like to play. So if you think about um, maybe like two artists that are really, really inspiring for you right now, a really effective way to look at these artists is to think about how they can give you permission. So if you look at these artists and you say, I love how free and exploratory they are with color and the lines that they're making. Wow. That might give an indication about how you want to play the second grade level skills that you want to get in touch with. Right. Like that might be say something about your strategy. So think about two artists that you really love right now. Those artists are always going to change. They should always change about artists that inspire you. But right now, who is who is inspiring to you? And then if you look at that as a model, how can those artists give you permission? What is what is their play strategy? Can you look at them and think, okay, how did this person start this work? What might be the play that started this work? And maybe there's something for you in there about a play strategy that you could use by using these models as your reference. Okay, so some key takeaways. Uh, Number one, play is really important. Play is your anchor. It's how you begin. It's how you develop your voice. It should not be about evaluating outcomes. It should be about exploring your work without a concern for the end result. It should be like freeing, open, saying yes, no critiquing. That is play. If you want to grow your work, spend time at play. It's important. It shouldn't feel comfortable. I know it's not going to be comfortable for you, but spend time at play, okay? So that's why it's important. Two, think about your play strategy, okay? So how did you like to play as a kid? Go back and review that activity. Be specific about what gave you a creative thrill, and then Look at your models, artists that you're interested in, and think about what their play strategy might be, where they can give you permission in your practice, okay? And then three, I want you to take that information, and I want you to focus on 20 minutes of play this week using a strategy that you articulated for yourself. Is it collaging? Is it collaborating? Is it organizing? Is it confessing? Whatever it is. Do it for twenty minutes. Do not evaluate what you're doing. And keep going. And let me know how it goes at a mighty com slash feedback. Or on IG at A Mighty Practice. Come find me. I want to hear. Okay, that's it, y'all. Have a great week. Bye. If you want to dig deeper into some of the ideas we talked about here today, you have to come check out my new school for artists at amightypractice.com. We offer classes and coaching to give artists of all levels what they need to get started and stay motivated in their creative work. Find out more by going to amightypractice.com or stay in touch with what we're doing by signing up for our bi-weekly newsletter. Thanks, y'all.